This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. Sylvie Fiquette is here, a content development specialist for AMI out there in Vancouver. She's going to tell us what's going on in the Pacific region. Hey, good morning, Sylvie. Good morning, Dave. How are you doing? Sylvie, I'm doing really well. I'm jealous because my mom's out there on Vancouver Island right now as part of the Senior Nationals Lawn Bowling Triples Championship. And uh, can't be out there to support her on Vancouver Island in Victoria. But, you know, you could hop on a ferry today, go see my mom in action. I could. Best of luck to your mom. (laughs) Hey, Sylvie, let's uh, start in northern BC, where a high school is implementing the Makers Making Change program to the curriculum. Now, we've talked about this program before, but how is this going to be integrated? What does this mean for the students and the curriculum? Yeah, Dave, I'll provide a little bit of context to who, what, and who we're talking about. The Makers Making Change is a not-for-profit initiative of the Neil Squire Society based in Vancouver. It's an international community of makers who support people with disabilities within their communities by creating accessibility solutions. There are a number of maker chapters across North America. In BC, the Fort St. John chapter, which is led by North Peace Secondary School District principals, Brian Campbell and Keith McGilvery, together they've developed a grade 12 curriculum for students who are interested in advancing their education through the Makers Making Change program, uh, just to learn innovative technologies that will benefit others. So this is really great to hear that uh, students are embarking on contributing. So I think this expands a little bit on your last answer, but what is the program going to be offering and what are the students going to be learning? Yes, so the students will become makers who will connect with people with disabilities in their school and in their community. Uh, They'll be designing, developing, and creating assistive devices. And the curriculum is a way to explore open source assistive technology, learn technical and problem solving skills, and foster empathy. So they will have the opportunity to explore a a potential career path in STEM while positively benefiting their own community. It's just um, really important. Their communication skills will be built, creative and critical thinking, and a growth mindset, really important life-enhancing skills. You use the word community there because this obviously goes well beyond the classroom. So what is the hope in terms of the way this may impact others in the community? Yes, so the curriculum will be available in all BC schools for grade 12 students. These projects and tools uh, really do contribute to a larger community through Neil Squire's Makers Making Change program. It's going to connect makers to people with disabilities who need access to low-cost assistive technologies internationally. So it's just a really amazing initiative to be widespread. Mm. Sylvie, let's go from northern British Columbia to the interior, where there's a new horse-assisted therapy program that's opened in Kelowna. So let's just start with the broad strokes here. Tell me about the program. 
Okay, so this program, the Society for Providing Force-Assisted Therapy, or SPARC for short, is a new nonprofit society in the heart of Kelowna offering six horses, which are therapeutic assistants. Uh, when you talk about horse-assisted therapy, most people assume the therapeutic riding aspect of it. And that is and can be an aspect, but horse-assisted therapy is a much wider term, and it's really a way to take care of your mental, your physical, and your spiritual wellness, according to Spark's executive director, Annika Volz. There's something really remarkable about being around horses. I don't know why horses in particular, they're, they're just kind of characters, right? You, you touch them on their snout or between their eyes and start rubbing their head into you or they snort at you. Horses are just a very pleasant animal to be around as long as you don't stand behind them. Yeah, good point. <laughs> really keep clear of that Keep clear of the hind legs, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Sylvie, who are the folks who are eligible to benefit from a program like Spark? Yeah, clients of all abilities are welcome in the ring here, whether they are to work on physical or mental differences, or just need a kind ear and a sympathetic horse, as you pointed out, Dave. <laughs> Spark's approach is based on experiential learning, so using all of your senses, the horse-assisted therapy programs are personally tailored for healing and guided by a trained mental health professional and a a, a professional therapeutic horse uh, guide. Horses are really masters of mindfulness. According to Sparks executive director, they're just naturally in the present and they are non-judgmental. <laughs> At least they can't communicate to us when they're judging us. They're just doing their own horse thing. Where can people go to learn more about what's available here with this Spark program in Kelowna? Yeah, Spark is hosting an open house this Saturday, September 24th, at their property at 1770 <laughs> KL Road. Open so, house, I would call it an open barn, but that's just an open stable. But you know, I, I should I'm, have said open barn. Yeah, I'm no open I'm, ring. <laughs> open, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm no, I'm no marketing expert though. Sorry, Sylvie, go ahead. I apologize. No problem. So the property is located at 1770 KL. KLO Road in Kelowna, and those living in the region are welcome to visit to learn more about equine therapy. And for more information about the open house and the not-for-profit, visit their website, spark-kelowna.ca. Sylvie, we've got a couple minutes here. I'm genuinely curious. Can you recall the last time you rode a horse? Okay, I'm trying to think about this. I, so I'm also it's racking, a while ago. I'm, I'm racking my brain a little bit on this one too. I, I'm thinking it's probably been over 20 years since I've been up on a horse. I, I think I was a kid in South Carolina riding a horse. I think that was the last time I've popped on a saddle. Okay, I remember um, being on a horse probably about 20 years ago now in maybe 25 in the Radium Hot Springs area. We went on a trail ride through, and I used to love, as a kid, I, I actually got an opportunity to ride quite a bit. And the just the walking along on a trail is, is not always that exciting. So, <laughs> but they seem to want to get right back to the feed, you know, yeah, they, they're yeah. in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been super lucky over the years to do a few professional stories about horses without having to hop on them. Uh, I went to a, to a farm rescue, a farm animal rescue outside of Ottawa for an AMI This Week story called Bee Meadow Farm and got to meet a couple of their rescue horses 
they were just like lovely, lovely creatures. But even way, way back in the day, I did a little teensy tiny radio documentary about the RCMP stables and the RCMP. Um, wow. I forget. That's I forget, amazing. I forget what they're called, what, what their particular dancing horses are called. But but basically they gave me a behind the scenes tour of the stables to meet these performance horses. And it right. was just like it's it, there's these funny moments where you work in our industry where every now and then you get to go behind the curtain on something and you're like, that's even cooler than I imagined. For sure. Just the incredible precision and beauty. They're so majestic. I'm just thinking of the musical ride I've seen, but yeah, it's so incredible. And as you say, just behind the scenes is such a snapshot of what an incredible artistry and training and that goes into that kind of um, program yeah and how much those guys loved those guys and girls loved taking care of those horses like there was such a bond there it was really really amazing sylvie we are running out of time so i've got to gallop to the end of the show but you can trot on out of here Okay, trotting away. <laughs> Have a great weekend. <laughs> That's Sylvie Paquette's clip-clopping away a content development specialist for AMI. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.